Hey everybody, welcome back to Chats with DJ. On today's episode, we take a deep dive into BoJack Horseman, a show on Netflix. So come on, have a seat and let's talk BoJack Horseman. So BoJack Horseman is a show on Netflix. It's an animated show on Netflix that debuted in August of 2014. I think right now it's in its sixth season. Yeah, it's sixth season. The show is about a half, Is he, I guess you could say like a humanoid, half horse, half man. He is a former sitcom star. Uh, he was a big star back in the day, the family show, and he is attempting to make a comeback. And so the show kind of charts his comeback and the struggles therein. So through a series of analysis from different perspectives, we're going to take a deeper dive into episode one of BoJack Horseman. And we're going to take a deeper dive into the episode to discover actually what it says about American pop culture. Episode one of the show is actually called BoJack Horseman, the BoJack Horseman story, chapter one. A rhetorical analysis of this episode, episode one, um, is quick to reveal that the show is trying to convey more than what the symbols are depicting on the screen. Uh, from the onset, we know that the horse figure is actually a man. We know this because his voice has like deep tones and inflections, and also because he has like just jeans on, a shirt, a uh, regular shirt and shoes, just what you would typically associate with a male or male presenting figure. Um, we know he's an actor in Hollywood because in the opening montage, you see the city skyline and you also see the Hollywood sign. Also in the opening montage, you see a uh, a woman in a bathing suit kind of uh, passing by the skyline as well. And then later on in the episode, we can tell that they kind of go to a um, a party in a in a in a more urban or a uh, more minority neighborhood. You know this because well, they're all all the characters are animals and humans just kind of together walking around. But you know that they are like a lower class neighborhood. A because um, the dress is starting to be more like hoodies, uh, more things you would associate with like minorities. At, like they're at a quinceanera. Uh, there's more of like. Um, you, you can tell these are, are minorities as well because of their accents as well. Um, and these are all symbols that would indicate that they're in a, a neighborhood different from the, that's on the other end from Hollywood. And then also we know that Bojack Horseman is an actor because of the things that we typically would associate with an actor. Like he goes to a meeting with a bald agent, which is a turtle, but he's in a coat. It's a typical like agent meeting. And then also the house. He's in a big house, presumably like in Beverly Hills. You can see the Hollywood sign. It's big open spaces, uh, big flowing rooms. And also a rhetorical analysis of this show. Um, it shows the way that signs and symbols that we interpret through semiotics reveal a deeper meaning than what they actually are. Like they're seemingly animals and clothes interspersed with humans, but we can tell what they actually represent and who they actually are by the the relationships that we have with the symbols. Okay, so now we switch to a narrative analysis to determine what the moral is. So the in a, a, a narrative analysis of episode one reveals that the moral of the episode 
Now, pulling a thesis in a moral isn't always my strongest point. But in this case, I would argue that one of the morals, if not the moral, of this episode is about kind of taking responsibility and being responsible for your own happiness. Um, we see that Bojack is struggling to get back on his feet after being away from Hollywood for some time. Um, he's behind on a book deadline. We we just we figure that out in the meeting, and he's clearly stressed out the stressed out about again this new Hollywood landscape. Um, he has a friend uh, that kind of hangs around with him. He takes his advice and decides to get some help and 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 do something different and maybe get a ghostwriter. Um, so in this way, BJ or Bojack Horseman is taking his life into his own feeble hands. And trying to reach his goal. He still hangs with the with friends. I mean, cheats on his girlfriend, goes to parties. So he's still actively trying to get to happy. But he is taking responsibility for his own happiness. If we analyze episode one from a feminist perspective, it reveals that the show kind of reinforces traditional stereotypes about gender roles. But it kind of gets a comedic license. So it's kind of like reinforcing traditional gender roles about women and men. But you could argue that maybe they're doing it in a way to make us laugh at ourselves. Um, I say this because you see the women are pretty much used to reinforce the man's status. You see like a guy um, in the in the background of the, of the cafe. He has two women with him and they're scantily clad. I mentioned in the beginning montage, you see the woman used to show that he's a a high player in Hollywood. She's in a bathing suit, swimming past the Hollywood sign. And then also, um, it fails the special test. You never see two female characters or two female presenting animal characters talking on screen about anything other than a man. I'm not even sure you saw two female characters talking outside of a man being present. So this show definitely, um, it plays on traditional gender roles, especially for women. And it also does it in a way to where it makes us laugh at ourselves. So do we give it a comedic license? I would say it's still pushing traditional gender roles. A dramatist analysis. Now, a dramatist analysis of episode one, It to me, it reveals that Bojack Horseman fails to make his deadlines, which will be the rule-breaking behavior. But we kind of, we, well, we forgive him. Uh, we forgive him, A, because he's coming out of retirement. You know, he's just getting back to a new Hollywood Things are rapidly changing from when he was last on TV. And understandably, we kind of understand that that's, um, it's kind of conveyed to us. That, that, that's hard to, for him to adjust. We even hear him say at one point that he's overwhelmed with projects because he has a problem with wanting everyone to like him. He has trouble with saying no. And then also like uh, his friend, his, with his human friend that hangs around with him, he's talking to him and he says like he struggles with being um, afraid of failure. And also he's very insecure. So towards the end, he meets with the doctor. And the doctor offers a sort of justification for why we should forgive him for missing his deadline. Like he says he should take it easy for his health, for health purposes. So I'd argue this is a sort of mortification. He reveals his reason for failure and actual and actually has a plan to fix it. So we as viewers tend to be OK with this rule breaking behavior. So overall, I would say through all these analysis, Bojack Horseman, episode one, it highlights the current stereotypes in American culture through comedy. Um, it shows us a lot about how we view ourselves, the symbols that we use to to know things about ourselves, and also why we are okay with a different morals and values being broken. And it's actually a really good show. I recommend it. Everyone should check it out. It's a it's a great pop culture artifice. 
A Marxist analysis of episode one, Bojack Horseman, it reveals that society is fixated with weight and appearance. Well, our society, American culture right now, is fixated with weight and appearance. Bojack is always weight obsessed, and he lives in Hollywood, which typically go hand in hand, so that's reinforcing that um, notion that thin is, is what's in, and, and the Hollywood body is the one to obtain. He is, he's really like average size, but he keeps asking everyone how he looks as far as his weight goes. And all the female characters that are shown are slim in size. Um, there, there are hardly any other, other body types, but just slim characters. Again, this goes back to the, the Hollywood slim image. Um, all the female characters are always in uh, form-fitting, slim outfits. The guys are always uh, clean cut, straight up and down. Um, I would say that as far as the implications for society, this could continue to to reinforce, like, you know, the notion that in order for you to be happy with yourself, you have to have a thin body, which could result in eating disorders and, and yeah, problems. Um, this show appears to challenge hegemony on the surface, but a deeper read reveals that it just is really just kind of using comedy to reinforce what we already think and, and the and what the notions that are already present in society.